subject to our genetics or by external factors or whatever they are doing like yeah. the, they start of like 5g thing sometime in the future whatever like they can we always know like we know how to interpret our blood chemistry we know yeah. what things are lacking we know what solutions we can use to patch up things which are lacking in our body yeah. either it is genetics or infections or stress or toxins or radiation whatever the assault is like we know what we can to make sure that we resilient and we have science based methods that we can go deep in the body and track all this stuff which is why i was really happy when like i spoke to mukda and i was asking her like who that you know i want to do my degree in nutrition yeah. so like how can i go about it and she is like oh you i know you're like damn intelligent so what okay. happened is i was vegan myself like this was so see the the good and i fell for the trend a long time back so i i was subject to like i got uh, no i was a victim of these documentaries and all to be right. honest a lot the whole kind of moral appeal as well and yeah. a lot, lot of misrepresented oversimplified scientific arguments yeah so i fell for that became vegan health suffered was yeah. great experience for 2 3 months and then because <laughs> you you're cutting out all the seed oil the processed food and everything Yeah, and then yeah. we falls we falls it and to attribute that to the meat. We cut out all all this bad stuff along with which we become more mindful. We start meditating. We start doing yoga. We start doing all this. We stop drinking. We stop smoking. Yeah, and we think it's the it's the meat that did it. So that's the kind of problem when it comes to vegan success stories, which are uh, mostly short lived. Yeah, and then the actual thing starts kicking in, which is more of a long term issue that vegans suffer from with respect to deficiencies and. a lot yeah. of other gut issues and brain issues and all of that so yeah. i mean once i got out of that then it was a constant learning curve where i researched like i mean i took up nutrition science pretty academically i did a scholarship program from a big functional medicine practitioner in america where i actually learned a lot of science based and uh, you know i mean that guy was very uh, well referenced he actually right. every single thing thing he thought was backed up in the literature of his studies and all of that So I I learned biochemistry, nutrition science, detoxification, blood chemistry yeah. interpretation, like all these things from my scholarship program from a very yeah. qualified person. So actually, what happened with Thrive as well? Like I was involved in teaching, like the academy, even the syllabus and yeah. thing. Like I had passed on the people who are teaching right now. Yeah. But then uh, I mean, I just like there's so much stuff going on. Yeah. Which is like I passed that knowledge on, and then Ria slowly moved it to other people, and then I could like move out. But then I'm getting. like more involved now that i have some more time as well so yeah i mean like uh, just uh, long story short like mukda uh, and i met at some summit uh, years back and yeah. then she started following me on facebook and she's a vegan back then she's a very prominent vegan like she used to be yeah. called for these vegan conferences and all <laughs> and uh, she used to get triggered by my posts i remember like she she blocked me for a while as well because <laughs> she got really triggered by some post of mine when i was yeah. talking about the importance of animal food or something <laughs> and then uh, i mean she start she kind of started sensing that maybe okay like i'm not getting these results that all these vegan evangelists told me like i sent a lot of papers and studies and then she like okay yeah fine you might be saying something right and slowly she kind of transitioned and i i mean i always love that spirit and courage and all cuz she 
Yeah. Uh, it's a very it's a very uh, challenging process like especially when you identify as a vegan and people yeah. like that it's a it's more of an identity issue also that becomes and i i, I suffered the same thing like i actually yeah. like all my friends and everyone started to see me like uh, as a vegan and then when i broke out of that it kind of created a trust deficit also because yeah. when i was vegan i used to speak about all this new world order stuff as well so they started doubting that also about that you could be wrong and, uh, about this yeah. it was a little bit of a ஒரு you know thing and we started seeing phenomenal results with patients and everything and then thrive has exploded for right. them I'm, i'm super proud to be like involved in the company and everything we're doing so actually yeah. like even yeah. the blood chemistry analysis that they're using today i work with for like i think uh, two weeks not yeah. they made the whole thing which is a very comprehensive thing of everything i've learned about blood chemistry interpretation from many different sources like i just put all of that together and we put it into the program combined with mukda's like clinical practical experience of you know seeing patients and everything we put yeah. the thing together and that's a template through which we kind of uh, determine patients uh, labs it's like our yeah. formal uh, you know base of the diagnostics and then right. we go forward in terms of like okay how do we fix it so i've been very proud to contribute in the you know diagnosis side of things but plus in the academy teaching as well yeah. as getting the word out about thrive through all my platform like it's it's a it's yeah. a big passion of mine because i <laughs> i want to i want to take away the power from these pharma companies which are eventually lobbying government and introducing all this stuff i want people to actually take control of their own health and not be subjected to these pharmaceutical companies and the oligarchs who are running them so that's why exactly. uh, i'm so intimately involved in this stuff but yeah, yeah i mean like the reason i brought up the whole virus discussion is uh, you know they brought this whole thing and susceptible people got affected and the solution always yeah. was early treatment as well as you know improving the body like just uh, making sure our host factors are right so yeah. even if we contract the virus we are fine and uh, i mean practical stuff like if you are symptomatic if you're got coughing like stay at home don't meet other people it is common sense stuff we would have done before the pandemic also yeah but the whole That's problem the with the, yeah the whole problem with the pandemic is that they demonize asymptomatic transmission and they brought it up as a thing where people who don't have any symptoms can also transmit whereas at least for respiratory pathogens that it uh, has a lot of parallels in the legal system also like yeah. in the legal system we assume everyone is innocent until they prove guilty so from a scientific perspective we assume all healthy people don't aren't infectious disease carrying deadly people until they prove to be so by some evidence and that is turned on itself so uh, demonizing asymptomatic people is like treating everyone as a murder accused or as a rape until they proven innocent Absolutely. it's just like that from a legal perspective which makes no sense our very foundation of our legal system is innocent until proven guilty and the basic uh, kind of uh, understanding of public health everyone is fine until they prove to be uh, infectious by some infectious. method yeah. or uh, by some criteria or something no so those were yeah. the issues yeah. broadly yeah i mean not yeah. at least uh, rt pcr also has applications yeah. it's not like the whole thing is a sham or something as of many course. people yeah. in our movement also think the rt pcr is just useless yeah. but it's not like that the law of scope for improvement there's a specific way in which it's supposed to be used and it's supposed to be used on symptomatic people and it's supposed to be correlated with signs and symptoms and all so it's a very yeah. nuanced thing like just uh, testing everyone with one pathogen pcr and 
not having quantification and just going for is it there or not yeah so how pcr is currently being used that's absolute scientific trash and right. like, that's not how pcr is supposed to be done at all right there there's a way to do it in which mukda and i have gone into the videos also because we do yeah. use uh, qpcr for some uh, infectious kind of panels where we look at many different kinds of agents together in the gut and you know, use that to assess what's going So I mean the the whole thing about PCR also nuance, but needless to say, the PCR assays plus the way in which it's used in the current pandemic was an absolute blunder, and yeah. it was designed to be like that. It was designed intentionally to take people's rights and liberties away, yeah, uh, to in order to shut people up and to uh, crash businesses and all that, which is something they want to do in in order to bring in the twenty thirty agenda, right? So they want to take away our independence, our economic livelihoods, then every our ability to run businesses, all of that. Right. They want to move us into system, as I said, where everything is monopolized by these people. So in right. order to move us into that, they want a monopoly on the energy system, and the right. monopoly on the energy system involves phasing away of fossil fuels, as I mentioned, because yeah. they want to limit the total amount of energy that's available, and that will become very interesting to viewers when they understand why they want to do. So what they want to do is they want to have a total idea of the energy that the total planet is producing. So let's say we phase mm. out fossil fuels. Mm. and automatically the total energy output on the planet has gone down by 70 80% and then remaining 20 30% is fulfilled by renewables right mm. so that's clearly not enough to sustain the planet and then they want to equally distribute that among everyone so let's say uh, like mumbai right so let's say some technocrat is running mumbai and the total energy being produced in mumbai is like 1000 uh, units or whatever Mm. and then we have to divide those 1000 units among the population of mumbai so let's say there are 100 people living in mumbai so everyone gets 10 right a month mm. that's the system they want to create so they want to calculate how much energy is being produced in the area equally divided to everyone and then right. everyone is living on this energy credit so the money itself in the society becomes this kind of energy credit right okay which is some kind of programmable central bank digital currency that they will introduce and then that's tied into our behavior as well as how well we comply with mandates how well we comply with the rules and restrictions so okay. firstly there there's no free enterprise they want to abolish the entire free market capitalist system which is exactly what freedom minded and libertarians believe in yeah. is what we want uh, autonomous private bodies coming up in the market and be guided and governed by competition and providing right. you know the best services and goods to people at the cheapest cost that's what competition and capitalism is all about in a true sense not how it's become today with all these oligarchs and all which is also like not capitalism it's corporatism right but they want to eradicate free markets and uh, the entire informal economy where people are providing goods and services to each other uh, in a decentralized way and they want to introduce a system where any, everyone gets rationed these energy credits Uh, so let's say for example i have 10 energy energy credits this month right. so that means if if me uh, going on the local metro train mm. is going to use up two energy credits and i go and take a ride mm. then i only have eight to spend for the month right. and let's say i am living in a tiny apartment so they will make us live in tiny apartments because every apartment will also have an energy expenditure the total energy produced for five years or something is uh, 10000 Mm. and uh, my house my tiny micro apartment is uh, let's say a thousand units or something right mm. so they automatically allocate that and divide it and cut it out of my monthly energy expenditure yeah. uh, so it's kind of like rent you know if you think of it like that there is ownership and there's rent yeah. in the future future society they just want us renting everything 
uh, based on the energy credits we have. So on that system, we'll also have a tiny house. And even in the tiny house, let's say we want to use the AC or we want to use some appliance, that will also have a certain, uh, you know, expenditure attached to it, right? Like a half a unit for using the AC for 10 hours. You live in a tiny slave, like apartment, a micro apartment which is yeah. 10 feet by 30 feet. That's also something they want to live us, like pack us in these high-rise tiny apartments and make us mm. live like slaves, all in the name of making sure that uh, the energy grid is centrally controlled. So all the wastage is very well monitored. And all of this is going to be done in the name of saving the planet and uh, right. ma- making sure everyone's CO2 is in limits. Right? So it's a, de- it's a demonization of carbon itself. And since everything yeah. we use in life from energy to kids, to transport, all of it is tied to carbon. Tying in of carbon into the currency and the energy credits that we'll be using. And then uh, basically, even that, even that being as controlled as it is, where we just get to spend a tiny bit of amount on these things that are rented to us. Mm. Even in that, all of that is subjected to how well we comply. So with, for, uh, this entire climate change uh, agenda is also giving out uh, a lot of green signal to this energy currency. Huh, so that's that's exactly where it's meant to go. No? The reason yeah. they've brought forth the entire green movement. And yeah. even if you study the entire roots of the green movement, it's come out of these globalist think tanks like the Club of Rome yeah. and the Rockefellers and all of these people have been involved uh, behind green finance and all these things. Right. Because, uh, you know, they, they want to use uh, the whole climate scenario and pandemics in order to move us into this future society where all of the stuff that I'm describing is coming into fruition. Like that will be the justification for moving us into this. Yeah. Like the pandemic and the virus were the justification for shutting our businesses down and putting time restrictions and night curfews and uh, putting masks on our face and all this. Yeah. The CO2 and the climate scare will be a justification for moving us into technocracy from this current, uh, you know, con- republic, constitution, democracy kind of setup that we're in. To move yeah. us into technocracy, the threat of climate will be used. The threat yeah. of war will also be used, the threat of currency collapse, the threat of aliens. Like all this stuff is planned in the books, which is why I said like that Mike Eden thing is a little bit too fast. Yeah. Because this, yeah. this stuff is meant to happen over the next uh, decade. But they want to bring in a social credit score also, which is very integral. So these, right. these energy credits that we'll be getting will be tied into a behavior score. If we live up to that, we keep getting our credits and we can live like slaves. We get our uh, soy, you know, uh, kibble and our fake meat and all, all this lab engineered uh, GM food that we get and yeah. our water is fluoridated we get a fluoridated water on time yeah. uh, we make sure that our uh, children have access uh, children also we won't even have children right? that's another aspect of this agenda so they want to create a yeah. capitalist uh, people which is why even the LGBTQ movement is being pushed they want to eradicate men and women right. that's what uh, this guy called Huxley Aldous Huxley right. who's a brother of Julian Huxley and Julian Huxley was involved in the eugenics movement going back into the 40s. Eugenics was a movement where these elite decided who should live and who should die. It's kind of right. similar to the social credit score right now. Like they decide the terms and then they decide, if you're not fit, I, I cut you off from the system. I turn your microchip off and then you can't, uh, you know, do anything in society. So that's exactly what these uh, eugenicists and satanists had back in their mind in the yeah. early 20th century with the eugenics movement. Yeah. Where they actually used to determine who's fit to breed. And who, yeah. who they thought uh, used to be like feeble-minded or alcoholic or socially backward or whatever. Yeah. They used to forcefully sterilize them. This yeah. is the history of the eugenics movement which the Rockefeller and the other families of the elite were a part of and they funded. So Julian Huxley was one of these eugenicists and his brother Aldous Huxley wrote a book uh, in right. the 1930s called The Brave New World. 
and in mm-hmm. that book itself oxley spoke about how these children in the future will be raised in hatcheries and the mm-hmm. children will be controlled by the state and uh, people okay. will not be able to have sex uh, as procreation to create families and the family unit will be attacked right. so that the basic social fabric of society is eradicated right so yeah. the culture the culture building is all a big part of it they want the children especially to become yeah. part of this whole e-learning ecosystem that they trying to create right now. Yeah. And the uh, e-learning which uh, people like Gates and the Rockefellers and all they are also behind the center digital education space that's going to be coming up a lot more. These are the kind of foundation which are actually fu- uh, funding the edtech. Exactly. Yeah, edtech yeah. is being funded by all these people, right? So they're yeah. going to propagandize the children into all these ideologies which uh, you know they are inculcating. Like let's yeah. imagine the difference like if we have families like what kind of uh, material will i give my child yeah. it's totally 360 degrees opposite to what these uh, you know oligarchs and totally. yeah would uh, uh, kind of mind control our children with in order to yeah. become good subjects into the technocratic society that they want to create right yeah so yeah that's that's also why they're taking over the education space and that they've all, always done that the rockefellers were involved in hijacking education many years ago even yeah. the Indian education system is largely controlled by these people if you study the history behind that. And they've done it systematically because they want people uh, indoctrinated in their ideology so they can control them very easily. That's the reason why they've done it. So that's the reason, again, as I said, why climate and why uh, the threat of the pandemic is all being invoked now right. in order to move us into this uh, slave system in the future and yeah. the social credit and the vaccine certificate. Yeah. So the CBDCs that they wanted to bring in the future that I told you about is to be tied yeah. into a social. Seek the transition to that. So practically, if you see yeah. in India right now, uh, the current crypto landscape is such that they are wanting to pass a bill to either uh, make sure that cryptocurrencies are only run by SEBI and SEBI controlled wallets and all. And we, uh, you know, making us use private wallets is termed illegal. That's something they're planning. Yeah. Either, an out, either an outright ban they're talking about for many years or at least uh, banning like private custodial wallets and making sure that all of the Bitcoin and all the cryptos are on the exchanges, which are which are controlled by uh, the Securities and Exchange Bureau yeah. in the country. So, uh, and then they want to basically usher in a digital rupee that they're talking about. So they want to bring in a central bank digital currency mm-hmm. that already people at the RB have been talking about. And I also want people to understand how the control of currency is going to, is always historically been a big part of our control system. Because right. as I spoke about taxation, of course, is theft, but inflation is bigger and a more indirect form of theft that people of don't. Course. It's it's kind of like the, the democracy dictatorship. Yeah. People have a problem with dictatorship. Yeah. Are they okay with democracy? So a lot of people hesitate getting taxed or whatever, <laughs> but they don't understand how inflation works. Right. And which is exactly what the entire Bitcoin revolution is all about: is to create, like that's what Bitcoin created, right? It created yeah. a decentralized deflationary fixed currency that no ruler or no central bank can kind of inflate right. and steal from us. Yeah. That's the whole uh, magic and beauty behind Bitcoin, which is why going into the future, yeah. uh, they want to collapse all the natural currencies. If you read Ike's books from say 1995, okay. he was talking about creating like this world digital currency in the future. Uh, so this agenda is very well thought of and it goes right back like this electronic digital currency that's controlled by the elite it was always okay. on the books going many years back and they always wanted to ban cash and ban gold and all this stuff and bring in a centralized currency so they're, mo- they're taking steps towards that right now uh, they will be taking steps now towards banning ptc if you saw what's happening in canada right right we can already right. see examples of people getting banned yeah people having different views on the government 
like yeah and exactly what we've been saying man and everything's yeah. coming to like what we've been telling people for years is that if yeah. you have the wrong right. opinion the government will shut your bank account yeah. and exactly what they didn't bank canada right now like i mean they've gone to the level where uh, these uh, you know barely like middle class women who've had very little savings yeah they've, they've shut their bank account us i mean it's a very highly frustrating of course makes me very angry as well to see how far things have come but this is exactly and, right. and and that is their social announcement we are going exactly to uh, trudeau acting like uh, he's trying to so neo nazis and right wingers but again that's a that's a demonization yeah. tactic all time yeah. use when yeah. they're using power you always tend to uh, name call the other side as whatever horrible thing you want like they are supporters of hitler or all this stuff but people aren't falling for it. many people aren't falling for it now which is encouraging to see as well it's yeah. a proper war that's going on between good and evil right now and it's kind of it's exciting to live in a time where we're seeing it play yeah. out so like yeah. this but it's reality right now so in canada uh, the entire you know monetary tyranny is already come into place where people yeah. who are standing up for the right to bodily autonomy and standing up against mandates yeah uh, their bank accounts are being censored so in that kind of ecosystem yeah if you see bitcoin is what gave the truckers the money when uh, the Correct. canadian government and gofundme actually censored the account and i was actually yeah. surprised to know about this i yeah. thought gofundme just shut their account and gave them the money but i was surprised to know that gofundme didn't even give them the money that they like they received on the truckers behalf they stole it so that's uh, yeah so i mean people like uh, it's crazy wow. how far things have come and how how much uh, i mean there's the outrage but it's not as much as there should be of course because a lot of people are propagandized thinking that these people are like dangerous uh, far i'll give you a good parallel now for the yeah. people who use the excuse just think of a health issue right yeah so let's say a symptom comes up yeah okay people have like they losing weight or they get dry skin or they get yeah. and they keep ignoring it like are abhi if i if i said to get focused to it right now yeah. i have to spend my savings i lose yeah. but what what is the end outcome no like and then yeah. you land up at some uh, pharma driven hospital where they suck you out they steal all your family savings then you die yeah so just think of it right now like that there are costs to standing up and uh, you know there there are consequences to face for uh, yeah. putting yourself out and sticking on neck out yeah but if you if you don't do that this the end game is much more severe yeah i mean just imagine <laughs> the like whatever i'm saying is not fiction we're seeing us move into the yeah. society very it, very quickly. it's happening a lot yeah. of it is already manifested a lot of it is we're already moving into very quickly it's almost like some kind of science fiction thing coming into reality at a very fast it's pace. a black hole and like, it's kind it's kind yeah. of unbelievable for many people also to see like it happening so fast i can totally get that which is why i sense the uh, urgency also in many people right now but yeah. uh, i mean just think of the cost like if these people in canada think are if i stand up for these truckers i might lose my bank account yeah. you're going to lose it anyway you're going to lose down the line yeah especially with the entire technocracy thing coming in monopolize all the resources and they're going to make you a death state they that's how they tend to usher in the system as well which is what mike eden mentioned also so yeah. they are putting us under a lot of debt right now yeah. all these government programs and all this borrowing that's gone on because of the pandemic and the economic slowdown and all of that yeah. it's uh, ushered in a massive era of currency printing and debt uh, and all of this stuff is going to keep exploding because the more debt these governments go under the more bonds they have to uh, issue and that yeah. needs even more debt to pay off old debt and the debt spiral is going to keep increasing until the currency start losing value and they want to destroy all the national currencies so eventually what they want to do is in a year or two uh, they want to move in these digital currencies right. they want to ban cash 
and they also want to ban gold and ban uh, barter and ban bitcoin and all these things all these things are going to be banned in the future right if we yeah. into the future and yeah. this is something i've been saying for years and people like me have been saying it even before me before i woke up yeah. so it's not something we're saying right now we we've, we've said it for a very very long time it's yeah. not like uh, patting our back or giving ourselves a you know boost or ego boost or whatever but it's yeah. i mean people have to realize like we've been saying this stuff and people are not taking it seriously so yeah. hey, whatever i'm telling you right now is going to happen if you don't take yeah. it seriously it's probably going to happen and you're going to regret it later on like you're yeah. regretting whatever is happening right now. it's it's, it's kind of like a wake up call also for people to understand that we need to intervene now because if we don't then this agenda they're going to keep happening and it's going to be like i told you so i told you so Absolutely. it doesn't make it doesn't make me happy one bit like yeah. i want to be proven wrong on everything but it just yeah. keeps happening right because people don't uh, understand the responsibility and they don't think, see an obligation at large yeah society to intervene they don't understand the rights they don't right. understand what role they need to play in terms of waking other people up or educating people that's exactly why they need to be activated <laughs> so the kind of an awakened person that you are yohan uh i think most of your content comes from a lot of research right since past uh, two weeks before this podcast i take my own sweet time to read up on this and watch videos and call out all the kinds of bullshit that i see on an everyday basis but apart from this the importance of research in like normal lives is inevitable right what are our tools yohan that's a uh, nice thing you asked me because i asked this recently to someone i respect a lot who i interviewed as well which uh, i mean i i really look up to his research cuz a lot and how he tends to collate information and yeah bring it up so i think what the the kind of backdrop that we need to put it in to understand is that yeah. uh, the ultimate you know playground for the elite uh, as uh, to which they manipulated society's perception yeah uh, so p- perception and thought control is the ultimate weapon which is why even in the future when we're talking about agenda 2030 like apart from all the you know censorship that's taking place monetarily and the collapse of currencies that's going to be happening and right. uh, we already seeing in canada how the people are speaking against the vaccines that having their money in the bank accounts frozen so yeah. all of that is going to happen but in the future also one more thing that's going to happen which is yeah. very important to understand our, our role in research currently yeah. is they want to uh, bring in and fuse us with artificial intelligence and make that as a part of our mind Yeah. right so the old sense yeah. which is going to be that is going to get us upgraded and we're going to be able to download books and yeah. we are going to have this kind of cybernetic thing where our mind will be con- uh, connected to the internet and to all the other people and yeah. we'll be able to have this kind of telepathy where we can be communicate through thought and yeah. we can you know basically like a superhuman mind which can extend into the internet and we don't have to search right. anything on a computer we right. can just search with our mind and be connected to this cloud and this cloud will bring us what So yeah. that's the kind of sale pitch which with they want to usher in uh, AI and that's the whole thing about metaverse and everything that's coming in is all connected to that right so right. and that's why if you study facebook and the origins like uh, the silicon valley tech giants were uh, have a deep nexus with military intelligence and darpa the defense department and all of that if you study uh-huh. the roots yeah actually this this silicon valley uh, you know social media giants are built as a kind of right. intelligence operation to profile people and okay. to collect harvest the data plus uh, i mean uh, give people the illusion that there's a free and open internet and yeah. get people yeah. on the internet and then later on start selling the internet yeah yeah and then everyone get everyone so hooked and make internet so connected to society that you take the good part out which is the open communication and the democratic uh, open nature of the internet and eventually make it control and monopolize in the hands of these few like oligarchs who are ultimately connected to the global class right, right. So right. that's the kind of future they want to move us into with the artificial intelligence scenario also. Yeah. Uh, so that's why the 
entire game of the elite has been about mind control yeah uh, which and it's everything right everything yeah. people believe all the Absolutely. perceptions people have it decides what actions they take in life and right. that ultimately dictates what consequences and what kind of behavior we are so this is a very deeply spiritual perspective as well yeah because if you understand reality yeah living in a, a holographic rea- a reality which is a quantum simulation yeah right and that uh, we are energetic beings uh, uh, which have mm. a soul and we are incarnated into a body mm. which is like a biological computer if you go yeah. to the depths of how the body works we sleep a right. computer also has a sleep mode a computer has a cpu we have a brain so there are a lot of parallels that yeah uh, and I mean, computer scientists have also kind of alluded to the parallels I'll, between the body right digital systems and uh, so that's that's the kind of uh, you know reality we are living in where uh, based on our perceptual state based on our frequency based on our vibration based on what we are perceiving we are yeah. drawing into our reality uh, possibilities uh, from the quantum field right so quantum field is like a wide uh, set of all possibility right. that we all can experience Right. And based on how we think and perceive, and what our perceptual state is, and how enlightened we are, how knowledgeable we are in terms of understanding how we work and how the universe works and all that, mm-hmm. we are drawing in people of our vibe. Of we are drawing in people into our life. We're drawing in experiences. Uh, we're drawing in all kinds of things. Like I myself know, ever since I started walking on this path, what kind of synchronicity and experiences have opened up for me that have been nothing short of miracles right right and uh, you can't explain it uh, in materialistic terms there's a very deep esoteric kind of spiritual significance to all our lives which yeah. is something that we tend to figure out as we age because and as yeah. as we start walking on the path of truth more importantly like you can be 60 and be an absolute idiot or you can be 18 and start walking on the path of truth and uh, start to yeah. figure out uh, the secrets of reality and all of that Right. but once you once you understand how integral this whole setup is and mm. the the ruling forces and the uh, non human forces behind them you yeah. understand how we create reality and uh, us creating reality is all about our perception because our perception dictates what experiences we draw into our life what possibilities Absolutely. we draw in from the quantum field right? which is why the elite have worked so hard to cut sure what's going <laughs> in our minds since the beginning from programming our parents to controlling the education system to yeah. funding ed to funding ed tech to making kind sure of the information that you consume to kind of culture, culture control as well right yeah. to yeah. universities making sure they're funding all these lefties and that put in your system exactly the socialism and all of that like they they've made sure they've controlled how people think yeah that they have control over what kind of reality we are manifesting Yeah. and that becomes very important to understand your question as to how to conduct research because that's exactly the same reason for why we have been censored so bloody badly yeah. i mean it was it was worse like couple of years back especially yeah. for people on the front lines in the western alternative media yeah. but uh, i mean being on the front lines out here in india i'm facing a lot of censorship as well myself yeah. so that's why i had to work so much on building email lists and getting people into telegram groups and uh yeah. making sure that i have my audience spaced out between insta and telegram and twitter youtube and facebook so yeah chalo ek jagah se nikal diya we have somewhere else to go and then we can again work to get people so it's like kind of a constant uh, you know tussle between figuring yeah. out like uh, and uh, diversifying your options so yeah. i mean just uh, seeing how badly we are being censored there's a reason we are being censored it's because yeah. they they don't want people getting access to these perspectives and uh, you know like people realizing what kind of deep shit we are about to go under like whatever we've been right now, through right now is like a kitty party for 
comparing to like what we are about to go in into the next few years and yeah. i think the last two years have made a lot of us very strong that we'll be able to face like whatever is coming head on but the people who have uh, no survival of protest exactly but the people who've gone deeper into the propaganda and all they're going to be decimated and so i don't know what the hell is going to happen to them but they're going to land yeah. up in a very bad place at the least yeah so like you know best of luck to them but uh, the reason you asked me that question and i'm telling you about this is that it's yeah. very very important right now for us to make sure that we are very conscious about the stuff we put into our mind like we are very right. conscious about what we i mean we should be conscious about what we put into our bodies of with course. what we putting into our food what kind of environment we exposed to the air we are breathing the radiation we surrounded by like all these things the of people course, that you surrounded by of course yeah all these things definitely demand consciousness not being around toxic people right uh, but then even with respect to the mind like what we putting into the mind the kind of quality information we putting in that yeah. is the most important i would say even more important i think everything's kind of complementary like the food complements how well your brain can work so that you can access better stuff and perspectives and have a more nuanced opinion and have your brain functioning well so everything's interconnected but i think uh, what info we take in is like the biggest uh, determinant of determining how well a life goes and what kind of actions we take so getting a hold of that is very very important like making sure that whatever perceptions we have right are uh, totally created by ourselves right so let's say the ukraine crisis for example like ukraine's mm. all over the news so right. i can sit and sit and speak to you another half an hour and tell you what exactly <laughs> going on behind ukraine yeah and let's say yohan didn't get the time like yohan was caught up in court cases or he didn't get the time to research in the last two days right and you asked me yohan what do you think about ukraine Yeah, I would be honest to tell you, like Ramya, I haven't had the time to look into it, right? Yeah, because I'm caught up in like fighting other aspects of this. Right. So when I have the time, I'll give you my perspective. Yeah. Right. That that should be what people should do, and what yeah. people do right now is uh, they will watch, they, kind of- <laughs> they will they will see some story on social media, they will see some yeah fake news or something. They'll turn, yeah they'll turn on the television and they'll see Arnab talk about something. <laughs> and then they lack like they are, they are the authority on the subject and they know everything about geopolitics you know right so that's the kind of uh, it makes me cringe of course knowing that what confidence these people talk to them what's actually going on is like falls apart yeah. but that's the kind of attitude and the consciousness people need to have is that if you don't know something like shut up don't yeah. talk about it take your time off and yeah. uh, you know use the trivium methodology which is something that mark passio teaches a lot in his workshops is yeah. the ultimate way is the right way in which we're supposed to come to our perceptions and come to determine truth is right. that we start off with evaluating all different perspectives right so there's one perspective that's saying that russia and putin is like a criminal and a warmonger and the biggest yeah. psychopath and he's like hitler and he's invading ukraine that's one perspective right yeah. there are be yeah. every pretty much everyone is telling you that from yeah. uh, the lefties in the media to arnab everyone's telling you that right now the yeah. ecosystem Uh, then there's another perspective, uh, which is these QAnon kind of uh, Trump supporters and all. They yeah. think like Putin is some savior and he's, uh, you know, having some secret operation to uh, save children from the underground bases in Ukraine, and he's bombing mm. uh, a biological operation. So that's equally like uh, unsubstantiated, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that like child trafficking is not happening, but to think that Putin is rescuing these people is like kind of uh, <laughs> speculation, you know. Yeah. Some savior will come save the day. So I think even that perspective is flawed. Yeah. Uh. So I mean, I I I have a, a middle ground that's based on evaluating all perspectives. And the third yeah. perspective is that there's a there's a context behind this conflict. You have to any 
anything that they're talking about when it comes to geopolitics. Yeah. You can't just look at the news in two days and decide who's right and wrong. You have to know yeah. the history. You have to study the different powers behind it, how the situation came to be, what were the kind of uh, triggers and events that created the situation to where it is now. So yeah. you look at all those perspectives, then you have an opinion, na, wherever you yeah. want to That's yeah. how we're supposed to come to our opinions. And right now, the biggest challenge is that they've censored the sane voices from YouTube. They mm-hmm. banned us from Insta, even Google, which is supposed to be the main place people go. Like if people are confused on some topic, I yeah. don't know where to get the ideas from. They go to Google and type in a keyword and then they'll typically restrict themselves to the first or second page. Right? But the important thing for people to understand in the research is that Google is totally uh, controlled by the elite. In fact, they bond to the extent where the search results are totally rigged. And if you don't believe me, you can Absolutely. look at the whistleblowers who worked at Google who come out and expose as to how they are blacklisted, where keywords are censored and keywords yeah. are banned. The websites are banned from Google and scrubbed off. Yeah. And, uh, you know, certain information is like curated. So if you search, uh, say, uh, coronavirus or pandemic, like they will curate official sources like yeah. WHO and uh, mainstream media and all this stuff before. And yeah. they put us all in like the 100th or 200th page or something like that. If even, if even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know if we'll even be there. Or I, I doubt we, because yeah. they are actively banning websites also from Google. So clearly the mainstream media is controlled, the left, the right, the center. In the yeah. mainstream media, they all have a narrative that never challenges the deep state, that never challenges the global elite, that never challenges the new world order, or is in a 2030, or any of these kind of like established right. by them. Ah, so they have basically created this uh, illusion that okay, illusion. Center, there's division and there's different Absolutely. perspectives. So you can watch, you have the option of watching these all these different media channels and then you can either tend to have a soft spot for Faye D'Souza or Rajiv Sardesai or you can have a soft spot for Arnav or Times Now or whatever. And you choose one, right? So that's the yeah. kind of option they give you. But once you, you understand trust. that uh, the real alternatives lie beyond them, beyond yeah. the, you know, false dialect to the political ecosystem. Okay. And, uh, you know, you, you need to go beyond that. You need to come and check out independent media like us, uh, like many other brilliant uh, independent media that's come up in India like the last yeah. uh, yeah. two years. So that's where we get our perceptions from and from the Western international alternative media, right? So we, yeah. I mean, there's no shortcuts to this. You have to yeah. research, you have to figure out who's credible source of information. I can tell you my list easily. But yeah. I want people to think about it to themselves. Like, I mean, of if course. people discover Absolutely. my book, they'll know like who I follow and who I respect. Yeah. Who they should get their news from or who I respect the most or whatever. But it's an yeah. exercise people have to do. Like the important thing to understand, like you said, is yeah. that uh, we need to figure out like what sources we need to go to. Like for geopolitics yeah. news, if I want to go somewhere, like I will go to Activist Post or uh, the Duran.com or uh, Mint Press News. So I, like I have my sources. I know where I, I need to get my geopolitics news from. If yeah. I want my health news, I'll go to Dr. Mokola or Dr. You know, like there's many places. So I've created my own list in my mind after research, after going through a wide variety of different sources. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, right now, if you saw the internet, you're not going to get access to these sources. But that's yeah. what people like us are doing. So if you get connected with us, we are, you know, uploading the data. Like you can just go on a telegram channel or group and search for keywords. And then yeah. like, you know, you'll come across a wide list of websites and alternative sources that will give you different perspectives. The kind of, then, uh, you know, the kind of concern you had with respect to censorship has led to give you various other channels, though you are present in, uh, you know, YouTube. I just want to take a moment to kind of 
concentrate on this aspect because of uh, the kind of content that uh, even I consume personally from you heard uh, from anarchy of freedom and the awaken India movement or uh, um, at any point of time that can be can be censored and uh, this is not a kind of a movement this is not a kind of a voice that needs to be stopped so uh, it already is like we've always yeah. been universal from YouTube uh, yeah. and, and in fact actually interesting thing is the the like central government's IT department sent a notice to our website saying <laughs> that uh, you know take it down it has uh, material that's promoting uh, misinformation and all this so we respond right. like, thankfully we have lawyers now so we said they sent us like a three-page notice. We replied with a one-eighty-page uh, reply. So we never, we never heard back from them. But yeah. we've, they've, they've, they've tried to remove us and all. But yeah. through, through like uh, work and of course divine intervention and all, we've got access to some powerful people, lawyers. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. we're fighting it back on all fronts. Yeah. But uh, long story short, they're trying to censor us. They desperately don't want people reaching us, which is why they even. Uh, induce the pandemic also so they can lock us up and we can't go out and hold public meetings and talk about all this stuff which is yeah. why they have restriction on all this uh, you know number of people who can attend events it all makes sense you know once you think about from a controller's perspective yeah. like why why was the right to assembly enshrined in the constitution yeah. because the, found, the founding fathers figured out okay so right now where they invoke this fake emergency yeah. and then they basically like uh, made us all go in our home and we can't meet and congregate beyond a certain number of people so they i mean all the virus and all is just an excuse yeah they they're doing yeah. this because they want to make sure they can usher in the dictatorship and right. uh like prevent people from assembling right so absolutely it's clear as day and night to see for people like us who understand india that i yeah. recommend people subscribe to get updated with like everything i'm sharing we also right. have a awaken india movement website awaken india broadcast but awaken india movement is not purely my thing like yeah, we yeah. have uh, yeah. 19 other people who are in a core committee and stuff so, yeah. I mean, I disagree with some views that uh, some of the people share, like they tend to deny virus exist and all. Absolutely. So, I mean, uh, I mean, like, pick and choose, yeah. Like, you, no, you guys are listening to the podcast, or does your yeah. research, figure Good. out what you believe in, listen to all sides and make up your own mind. That's what I want people to do. It's like, don't listen to Johan because, like, I told you something. Go yeah. and uh, look into what sources I'm getting my information from. Yeah. Uh, research the source material. Like, go to basic primary sources. And I... I understand. I totally understand. People don't have the time for that, and people don't have the no, internet to listen to people. Yeah, I mean, I know. Like, even I was a part of them. I was like that seven eight years back. Yeah. I just like put on the TV or watch some video and got my perception from there. No, what some yeah. teacher told me or what my mom told me or whatever. Correct. Yeah. So we need to move past that and take exactly. take uh, It's about taking responsibility of our perception. That's absolutely important thing they're going to introduce. Like whether it's the uh, fiat currency collapse. Or whether it's the wars, or whether it's the you know another pandemic, or whether it's the climate nonsense that they propagate and take our freedoms away. Right. Every single every single time, it's gonna make more people love. Every single time, a booster is maintained, it's gonna make more people question. So it's right. like you know, uh, you can think of it again. Just compare everything to an individual health perspective. Like uh, imagine the development of symptoms. Okay, I would be like, what are we? Are we this this lines up so perfectly? It's almost mm-hmm. like. Uh, divine in some sense just think of a right. model that thrive now like what are, right. what, are, what am i trying to do with my research into blood chemistry i'm trying to teach the academy students and the people yeah. who are working at the academy like what tools we have that we can catch diabetes 10 years 20 years earlier yeah yeah that's the that's the best place you want to catch it huh? so you don't Absolutely. end up developing even pre-diabetes or later on you end up developing full-blown insulin resistance True. You want to catch it way before, and there's a way to catch yeah. it way before. You can use a, like a continuous glucose monitor 
and yeah. check for uh, like how big the uh, you know glucose excursions are after the meal yeah. and uh, there's a test called glycomark that correlates uh, postprandial glucose with that and it can be used to to measure the first phase insulin response yeah right? so i don't want to get to technical but basically yeah, yeah, yeah. a way to make sure you can catch diabetes a long time before it happens that's the best time you want to catch it right and then the yeah. second best time is if you are in a habit of preventative medicine and you check your blood sugar yeah any blood sugar is going above 90 yeah then you should start to be concerned okay yeah. but still you ignore it then yeah. you land up going like landing up getting a little obese and your blood sugar is at 120 you still take yeah. it lightly or like are obesity is <laughs> normalized and all and yeah it's thought, thought to be some oh i'm not responsible for my fat body positivity like uh, yeah body positivity and, and like fat shaming and all this stuff yeah. so then you might think chalo wo bhi theek hai and then because of insulin resistance you are a little fat so you your immune uh, you know power goes down there are many papers on insulin resistance and immune aging yeah. so you will end up getting more vulnerable to infections and then uh, you know you will end up getting more vulnerable to chronic disease also so because of insulin resistance uh you yeah. know your gut your your thyroid gets messed up your gut gets messed up then you'll end up yeah. developing autoimmunity five ten years after that Absolutely. and then is the first sign of autoimmunity where you'll end up having like say uh you know hashimoto's thyroid when you yeah. end up developing some symptoms and yeah. like with a lot of depression and uh, yeah then you ignore that yeah. also then you get brain <laughs> fog you get anxiety you get yeah. you ignore yeah. that also Uh, yeah. then you like uh, get full blown thyroid symptoms you get gut symptoms you're like messed up and yeah. then you have to go for surgery or something and yeah. dying like after few years after the bank account is totally exhausted <laughs> and they've land up living a miserable life where they depend yeah. on meds yeah. so your so- so- society people societal obligation and the new world or a timeline so there's i i was think 30 years back this stuff is coming if everyone understood it and intervened that time and stopped it and converted the world into like a freedom and liberty oriented place would yeah. any of the stuff be happening right now these burgers wouldn't have any power to do any of the stuff yeah we didn't listen that times so that that's equivalent to the continuous glucose monitor the first phase insulin response right yeah then uh, people like alex jones came like 10 years after i i started yeah. talking like people still didn't listen so that's like equivalent to your blood sugar going above 90 and yeah. uh, then you come fast forward the entire alternative media came up in the west yeah. and people still didn't listen that's kind of like uh, you know diabetes and like people are getting a little bit fat now okay. then like uh, india finally gets you on other people that <laughs> we start talking about it here that's kind yeah. of like your uh, first thyroid symptom or something like that yeah. people still don't listen and now <laughs> it's come to a point where people have full blown symptoms that people are losing their bank account and people are living under terror and the right to breathe and their bodies being raped because vaccines yeah. are being injected and this is not even shit now so they right now we don't give a uh, shit yeah. like most people don't give a shit like they are like the typical people who go in for surgery come back and still live the same shit lifestyle and It's like the people right now they don't think anything there's anything wrong in mandates or in uh, government telling us what time we can get out of a house or what we should wear on a mouth and and finally what's going to be the end result if most people continue down this it's yeah. like uh, most people are going to die and get enslaved you know most of the wealth is going to be sucked by the oligarchs just right. like the pharmaceutical industry sucks away most of the wealth if you don't pay uh, like attention to your symptoms and come to i thrive right yeah so yeah. Like people say people want to take control of the health they come to i thrive people want to take control of their uh, and uh, political obligation and their, yeah. their responsibility to society they come to awaken it or knock it or something like that yeah. so it is like that and the, the parallels are so i mean perfect and divine you can see like it's all our responsibility now if we don't have yeah. to be yeah if we don't stop in whether at the personal level or whether at the collective level 
Yeah. Uh, we're going to face shit, man, from these people who want to run our lives. So, yeah. it's like you, you listen, you understand what's coming, you take preventative action to stop that in the yeah. person's space and as well as the collective space. And yeah. we stop it. Uh, like, uh, if at uh, some point, like, someone comes to thrive, even yeah. with their uh, thyroid symptom, we can still reverse it and we can make them fine. No. Yeah. So, even at this point, things, we can still turn things around. Like, yeah. we have the power of numbers and people are starting to get it. And there's something innate in the human spirit that people, uh, you know, want freedom. Yeah. People don't like being told what to do. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we can turn it around. It's just that we have to the responsibility and whether we, it's yeah. the responsibility of the collective and all of us are responsible. All of us have an obligation to put the word out, to make sure we're doing our bit to influence the collective and doing our bit in whatever way possible. Like a lot of people think it's not my responsibility, like Johan will do it or someone. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. like that, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. gave up so much. I gave up yeah. my career. I gave up my music career. I gave up my teaching. Yeah. I gave up so many things. I gave up my, so like a lot, last part of my social life, lost my friends. I've sacrificed yeah. a lot to come here, right? And I've yeah. given a lot of my time, like soul effort into everything I'm doing today. And that's what I expect from other people also as, as a good, uh, you know, spiritual people on the planet who Absolutely. have a moral compass, who want to do good. A high it's, all, it's all, yeah, it's all our responsibility to contribute at this time. And to make sure that we're all doing our best to turn this around. Because if not us, then who? Like, it's it's all our Absolutely. Truth, right? Of course. I think uh, this past two years have rewired a lot of minds. I think on an information sector-wise, the kind of medium that we're setting through, through this podcast or uh, whatever, right? I mean, I believe in that. Like, I personally yeah. believe in people going deep. And, uh, you know, even if I, I can wake up like one mind and go all the way, the yeah. impact that one person can potentially have on other people is this is phenomenal. I've seen it in my yeah. own personal life. Like I, because yeah. of me, like I have tapped in so many people and because of people before me, like I, like I was one guy who went so deep into his work, who went so deep into past years work, who went so deep into the people I researched and I've been yeah. able to have so much output. So I just, yeah. I see it in a similar way. Like even if two people hear this podcast fully yeah. and they get activated because of that and start doing their bit and start influencing society. Yeah. It can land that trigger effect of that is just crazy. I mean, you can't even imagine like where it goes off. This is the kind of thing that I really, really want to do. I'm excited more than ever before to put this content forward before people and get this information sorted. Uh, I really like this conversation. I like going that yeah. deep with you. Yeah. Uh, also, like, I mean, if I can ask, like, what triggered your own awake? In the, like uh, you said you woke up recently right so what yeah so basically I was uh, always surrounded with this conversation like I'm pretty ingrained in marketing right like I know yeah. what happens and how marketing works and when I know that this is a kind of a white lie that they put before you they're, they're the most expert uh, you know all branded reputation shit yeah then I started reading a lot more about, I, I saw a couple of your uh, videos and mm-hmm. I asked you also personally, like, what does anarchy actually mean? How does this solution work? Yeah. And like, when you told me how it actually works, you have to fight these forces in the most uh, best way possible. This, mm-hmm. this anarchy community that we're building, like it's growing the most beautiful aspect that this kind of community will actually be future to be standing against the great reset so just looking forward to the future more than ever before these are the breaks these are the times level number nine look up in the sky tennis on the way tennis on the